Hi, welcome to Pillows on the Windows, a movie podcast. This is August 16th, 2020, and we're here to talk about movies. Carly, how are you? I'm doing all right. How about you? Oh, it's, you know, we're getting through, right? Okay. Okay. Carly, we have an icebreaker today. We have a fun little game. Oh, I love a game. Okay, it's not really a game because everybody wins. Um, <laughs> okay, well, we'll see. <laughs> we, uh, we're watching the Oceans movies. Oceans 11, Oceans 11, Oceans 12, Oceans 13, and Oceans 8. Mm-hmm. And we, uh, I challenged you to recast the 2001-ish yeah, that seems version right. of Oceans 11. It is 2001, yes. Okay. So before we actually talk about the movie, we are going to reveal <laughs> our modern 2020 casting of the Ocean's Eleven film. And I think we should start at the bottom of the list I made, if you have that ready, and then work our mm-hmm. way up. Mm-hmm. Does that sound good? Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, Ocean's Eleven is a movie about a bunch of celebrities who uh, play non-celebrities who rob a casino. Mm-hmm. Um, who did you cast, Carly, in the Ruben role originally or here played by Elliot Gould? And he's kind of the uh, payroll, payroll. He's like putting the money up for this robbery. Yeah, I got my guy, Colin Farrell. Okay, I like that. I like that. <laughs> what uh, what brand of Colin Farrell are we talking? Um, I, he put on some weight for uh, the killing of the sacred deer. Okay. And I feel like it's that mixed okay. with um, he plays like a jerk politician in Widows. Okay. And then I guess something silly. Like, okay. yeah, you're getting kind of like all of the elements the entirety. of maybe a more rundown version of Colin Farrell. Okay. Okay. Let me throw mine at you. Okay. This would be a slightly different version of this character. Okay. Our queen, Charlize Theron. <laughs> Hanging out in a mansion. She's angry at some casino guy. And she's like, I'm going to put up the money. We're going to rob this guy. Yeah. I mean, yeah. The only bummer there, I would say, is that you don't get Charlie's in the action. But she's she can be in the background, I think. Yes, totally. OK. And you're so excited to just see her. You right. Know? Right. Yeah. It would be a little less uh, kind of like like schlubby than this version of this character in the actual Yeah, film. I think mine would be too. Like, I still yeah. want Colin Farrell as a little bit schlubby, but yeah. I kind of want him just more like... Like decadent schlubby. Yeah, right. Um. Okay. Are they... Okay, because I think Elliot Gould, in the first scene we see him in, is <laughs> wearing in this... <laughs> and he's wearing this Versace robe. Sure. And I feel right. like I can picture both of the people that yes. we named in this Versace robe. Totally. Cool. Okay. Very good. Uh, <laughs> next, we have Frank, played by Bernie Mac, rest in peace, who is kind of their inside man, blackjack dealer, getting him into the casino. Who we mm-hmm. got, Car? Stephen Young. Okay. Very good. Very good. <laughs> okay. I went with Seth Rogen. It seemed natural. <laughs> okay. This is so ridiculous. <laughs> Well, I, he seems like he could play that role. I like I like your pick a lot, though. That's good. 
Yeah, I wanted someone who's kind of suave, but again, can still like. I think the fundamental piece with each of these is like, no character in this movie is immune to being a little bit silly. Totally, you know? totally. Yeah, so I feel like everyone has to balance that well. Yes, and I feel um, like Stephen Young can do that. Totally. I just figured Seth Rogen could like smoke weed and. Be dumb. I don't know. I mean, yeah. Bernie Mac is not a huge part of this movie, so it's not yeah. like... No, it's true. There's it's not true. a lot of... I feel like the stakes are getting higher as we go up this list, but... Yeah. Basher. Played by Don Cheadle uh-huh. in one of the worst performances I've ever seen <laughs> in my entire life as the explosives the expert. <laughs> the accent is so bad. Uh, Tar, who did you have in this role? I got Natasha Leone. Okay. Can you explain who that is for the viewers at home? That's a Russian doll, that's American Pie, that's um, uh, Orange is the New Black. Do you know who I'm talking about? Nope, you're listing a bunch of roles I haven't seen, but uh, Uh, sure. Oh, she's she's partnered with Fred Armisen. I don't know. Oh, Portlandia. Okay, I gotcha. (laughs) She's like really curly red hair and she's like really raspy and like... Yeah, kind of rough around the edges. Is she doing like a British bad accent in this role? No, she's not going to be British here. No, she's going to have like a New York accent. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) we're we're nixing the accent. Okay, all right. Yeah, fair enough. Um, I went with Duna Bay. Who's that? Son from Sense Eight. Oh. Interesting. She's got an intensity to her. Was she um, in Jupiter Ascending? Did she get to be fun at all? Not really, no. Okay. That's what I'm curious about. Unshackle her. Let her be free in this role. Bash her. Love it. I love it. Okay. Very good. I want to see her just have a good time. Totally. And blow stuff up. And like accidentally explode something. Totally. Yes. Yeah. And then fight somebody or something. Sure, why not? Mm-hmm. She's good at that. Uh, Linus, played by Matt Damon. Yes. Who this is going? where we're starting to get. This is the first like heavy hitter, I'd say. Okay, hit me. Okay, Will Poulter. Who dat? He is the jerk, the worst of the friends from Midsummer. Oh, very good. The guy who yeah. pees on the tree. Yes, the guy who pees on the okay. tree. Okay, yeah. gotcha. Eyebrows. Very good. Yes, 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 yes. Like it. I like it a lot, Car. Yeah, he's like a little bit, like the Matt Damon character is such a beta. He's so put upon in this movie. <laughs> yes, it's really good. Yeah. It's one of my favorite parts about the movie is like <laughs> yeah. they just bully taking Matt Damon. Matt Damon out of being cool and making him like the worst. <laughs> like a Coen Brothers movie character in this movie where everybody else is really cool. Yes, exactly. Yeah. I feel like, yeah, Will Poulter has done a couple of things now where I feel like he's just, he's the, he's the icky one. He is the icky one, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Who you got? Uh, Swayers Ronan. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I think you're pronouncing it exactly right. <laughs> okay. Swayers Ronan, um, I think can do action, but she can also be kind of doofy. And yeah. uh, you need that star power. I Yes. Again, this is a situation where, like, I would love to see her be doofy. Totally. 
yeah. but can also like, like sell it when she needs to. Yes. Yeah. Right. Okay. I'm in. Real I also do want to yes. see her be very good at like, I want to see her being on the train and grabbing that guy's wallet. Or totally, you know what I mean? Totally, totally, yeah. totally. Yes. She could do <sighs> yeah. it. She could do it. Um, Saul, played by Carl Reiner, uh, who I just kind of have as the old guy. He's like a thespian, I guess, is his role. He like acts as a different person. Yeah. I don't know what's going on there. But who did you have? I have Jessica Walter. Who that? The um, Lucille from Arrested Development. <laughs> okay, I like that a lot. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> because I guess I keep describing all of these characters as doofy, but mm-hmm. he is very doofy and like yeah. nervous. Yeah, he doesn't really want to be there, but he's he, by gum he'll do it because right. these darn kids I mean, are so charming. Like somehow competent, even though when he needs to mostly be. not. Yeah. Yeah, totally. Like I think one of the best parts of the movie is um when they're like planning out the heist and he asks like oh so we just have to carry all of the money out <laughs> yeah. and they say yes and he like absorbs it for a second and then is just on board He's even like, though yep. he shouldn't be that confident yep. yeah like yeah. he can switch it on when he needs to right exactly okay uh you know who i had Mm-mm. thomas hanks <laughs> oh no I knew he was going to show up. Come on. I knew it. I knew it. I knew he's doofy, but he can like, he can turn on the serious acting when he needs to. And he's of that age. I think that's a he great He is pick. of that age. It's true. That's all you need for this certain category. Sure. Um, what, what, what are we doing with the yen here? Uh, I don't understand right. where this is coming from in the original movie. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So it's tough. We're going with just an athlete, right? Just somebody who can yes. do okay. Because his role is Chinese acrobat, which is like I don't know what they're doing with this character car. Um, there's a few things that I feel like didn't age well in the movie. <laughs> yeah. This is perhaps one of the things that didn't age well. You know, it did age well. It's George Clooney. Mm-mm-mm. True. Uh, okay, so who did you have in this role? I have Cynthia Arrivo. Who dat car? She, um, well, she was in Harriet last year, which I didn't see, but I think the reason that I thought of her was she's in Widows, um, which is another heist movie. And she is, she kind of plays this role in that among other things, but she's just like jacked. Okay. And a ton of the movie is her just like running places. And I, hell yeah, let's get her in arm pumping. Yeah, I mean, honestly, like, okay. let's just get her doing that again. That's great. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I had Samara Weaving. Why can't I think? I know who that is. Ready or not, lady. <gasps> yes! Yes, that's awesome. <laughs> I feel that's like she so can do good. comedy if need be. She could be, like, part of the team, but she can also take a hit, man. Yes. As I can seen. picture both of these people doing some crazy move to like jump from the yeah whatever structure that is yep. over to the door. Awesome. Yep. She had to do some stunts with a bad hand in Ready or Not. So yes, I feel like yes. she could. It's a one <laughs> the to worst one. hand. Yep. The worst hand of them all. Uh, okay. Um, next up, we got Livingston, who was kind of like the hacker computer specialist guy. Kind of nerdy. Yeah. 
Yeah, very nerdy. Okay. So what are you thinking, Kai? I got Kristen Milioti. Who are these people? Where are you drawing this <laughs> This from? is one like, of the reasons I thought you were going to be angry at me. <laughs> you're making people up and that's fine. No, she is most recently in Palm Springs. Mm. She's the like the female lead in that. Um, but she's played, she played a software engineer in like one of the more famous um, episodes of Black Mirror. Okay. And I thought, and that was like a very serious performance, but I feel like she still nailed that vibe and like could totally play the nerd if she needed to. Okay. And I, she's like, um, I can't, I just feel like she would play like the kind of skittish thing really well. Like yeah. the hacker in Oceans is. How's the reception? Excellent. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Gotcha. Okay. How about you? Tim Robinson. <gasps> Brother! <laughs> I am so ashamed I didn't think of it. I think it would be perfect. Oh my god, you're so right. <laughs> now I'm so pissed at myself that I didn't get what's Connor O'Malley in here. Oh. Oh no. Is he no. Marge hair? Is he Marge hair guy? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, okay. He can be George Clooney. Oh my god. He could have been the explosives person. Oh shoot. That would have been pretty okay. good too. Anyways, that is a fantastic pick and I Thank completely you. agree. Thank you. Thank you. Um we got Virgil and Turk who are siblings. Uh Casey Affleck and Scott Hahn in the original. Yeesh. <laughs> yeah. Let's do these as a pairing car. Who did you have? I got my guy Lakeith Stanfield and of Caleb course. Landry. I you spoke like Polish just now. I have no idea what you just said. <laughs> okay. Lakeith Stanfield from Sorry to Bother You, Get Out, etc. Okay. okay, gotcha. And then Caleb Landry is the is Allison Williams' brother in Get Out. Allison Williams' brother. Oh, the creepy guy, the Taekwondo yes, the guy? the creepy guy. Yes. Okay, very good. I feel like they both have this kind of like wily, like... Yeah. Unhinged. They could both do the comedy stuff really well. And yeah, they're just like messing around all the time. Hell yeah. Yeah. That's a, these are fun roles, these two, I think, to fill. Because it's just like, they don't really have to do anything except like get into fights occasionally. Yes. Yeah. And that's good. And do the cool uh, monster truck versus uh, remote control <laughs> Everyone's truck. favorite shot of the film, of course. I love that. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Me too. Okay, what do you got? Um, in the Scott Kahn role, I have Hannibal Burris. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. And then I have Sashir Zamata as the Casey yes. Affleck role. Okay. Okay. Wait, what's your connection with Sashir? Uh, SNL, I guess. Oh, okay. Yeah, she's great. Yeah. I love that. That's fantastic. <laughs> yeah. I think they'd both be very, very silly. Yes. Yeah. I can see Hannibal just going off in a way be very good. i want him wait is he the one that would be like uh, he had the balloons and he's like yeah. throwing a face no, that, yeah. that was casey and then okay yeah but they're both involved in all these stupid fights they have yes i love yeah, that they play like 18 different roles in the same casino over the course of like five minutes and nobody <laughs> ever catches on to it they're just like i have a suit on now yeah. Okay. Carl, we're up to the top two here. 
Yes. The big ones. Yeah. Rusty, Brad Pitt, always eating, bad suits. What are we thinking? Okay, I got Jodie Comer. Who dad? <laughs> she is the she's Villanelle, the assassin in um, Killing Eve. Okay, I don't. So have she's a, yeah, she's fantastic at playing like suave. Can I, because like a lot of times the rusty character ends up being kind of the more keeping everything directorial going. role. Yeah, even though you would think that's Danny Ocean, like it. No, he's a lot like, of times he's mopping up everything when everything goes wrong. Danny Ocean is just like dead weight for a lot of this movie. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So I think she could play like kind of the mastermind thing really okay. well. Okay. Okay. I like that. I don't have a good yeah. sense of what her, all I've seen is like half an episode of Killing Eve. So I don't really know her too well. I think she could put down the other person. Like that's yeah. one of the main reasons. And like she looks really good in a suit and stuff. So I feel like that's kind of part of it. Gotcha. Okay. Okay. I'm rolling with Oscar Isaac. Yeah. Yep. 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 Okay. Okay. Yeah. I thought about him. I don't know if it was for this role, but he makes sense here to me. Totally. Yeah. Why did you choose Oski? Oh, I don't know. It just seems like big star, you know, big name recognition, but he can play that role really well. Yeah. Looks good in a suit. Very important. Yep. Probably can eat yep. things in every shot. Yep. If need be. <laughs> yep, yep, yep. Can argue with people pretty well, I bet. Yeah. Speaking of which. And part, like it seems over it. You know what I mean? Like seems yeah. bothered. He could play tired really well, I think. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, <clears throat> speaking of which, we come to the end now, Carly. Danny Ocean, George Clooney. Yeah. Old Blue Eyes. Yeah. What are we thinking? You're going to be angry at me. Why? I'm choosing Brad Pitt. See, okay. Because I almost put George Clooney in as the old guy, as Saul. <laughs> okay. Right? Because yeah. you almost have to at a certain point. But I can see it. Okay, thank God. Okay, so yeah. I mean, for a million reasons. <laughs> like, I don't really want one of these movies without Brad Pitt in it. Aww. I think we saw that... He can play kind of the next age up really well in Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Yeah. Yes. And he's still the suave guy. And I mean, he's really good at playing a doofus. Yes. And like George Clooney is such a doofus in this. <laughs> yeah. I True. And like, yeah, let's keep the eating thing going. Like, I yeah. don't know. Yeah, let's, yeah, yeah. We want Brad Pitt in the movie. Keep the eating thing going is really good. Yeah. Just bring it full circle where it's him <laughs> yeah. again. But Okay. <laughs> Now, this would not be this. It would not be rusty in the Danny Ocean role, though, right? It would be mm-hmm. him as Danny Ocean. Yeah, I guess I'm kind of envisioning a world where 11, 12 and 13 haven't existed. Okay. And like people aren't bringing that baggage to it. OK, fair enough. Yeah, fair enough. OK. Yeah, I'm OK with that car. OK, cool. I had Donald Glover. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yes. 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 Yeah, Maybe not old really enough. Good. But I feel like Age can have older. the same energy. Yeah. Yeah. Can be suave, can be goofy, can get beat up. Can't, like, it demands a certain level of respect even when yeah. he's not always making the right decisions. Could hit on Julia Roberts right now if he wanted to or needed to. 
Well, I think that's another question. Like, we didn't assign this, but do you have any thoughts on who Julia Roberts is here? Well, I just figured you would say Amy Adams and we'd be like, okay, done. Oh, and no. then we would move I on. <laughs> I guess I, I want to see Amy Adams and everything. But yeah. the reason I bring it up is because I really think I want it to be Margot Robbie. But that works a lot mm. better with yours. I suppose. Age-wise. Yeah, that would be kind of weird. <laughs> with Pitt, yeah. Uncle Pitt, what are you doing here? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You're pretty. <laughs> yes. We were married five years ago when you were 12. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Then I went to prison. <laughs> Shoot. <laughs> Who would you cast as the uh, the casino owner guy? I don't know. Like, yeah. I, if I want Margot Robbie, it gets tough because... Yeah, casino somebody... owner guy is like this older. Yeah. I think even like the idea of Julia Roberts being with that guy didn't make sense. Um, wow. Okay. Well, it didn't. She's okay, George pretty. Clooney in this movie. <laughs> okay, yeah. I guess if like, I think Leo would be really good. Yeah. I was or thinking maybe like not. A Jake Gyllenhaal. Somebody oh, like that. Oh, sure. But Jake is so handsome. That's mean. Um, yeah. <laughs> What does that say about Leo? You're being mean, Car. Jake is more handsome than Leo. Wow. Sorry. Okay, we're learning a lot on this episode of Pillows <laughs> on the Windows. Um, yeah, I don't... Uh, it, he doesn't really have a character, so it's really hard to... He's just rich. It's like, hmm, yeah, who can play rich? Right. Rich people, it turns out. Leo. Jake Gyllenhaal. Leo. Leo makes sense to me even... Well, Leo and Margot have yeah, obviously been in movies together in similar situ- or similar roles, I guess, romantically. Um, so that would be kind of cool, but I don't know that I want Brad Pitt dating Margot Robbie. I do. <laughs> okay. And that concludes our uh, Ocean's <laughs> Eleven casting call. Uh, real good car. Real good. Yeah. This is so fun. Aw. I had a great time. Okay. I don't want to keep doing this again, but I'll try to think of another fun. It's not like we can do this for Oceans is 12. (laughs) (laughs) But we'll see what what comes up. But uh, yeah. What did you think of Oceans 11 car? I mean, it's great. I love it so much. Okay. This is like one of my all time comfort movies, I think. Oh, totally. Sunday afternoon. Yeah. Law and Order rerun. You've already seen it, so you don't want to watch it again. So you've put on Oceans 11. Like I'm like folding laundry and totally. I'm just like, oh, ha ha. <laughs> I just need, I need noise in my house right now while I'm doing something else. Oceans and there's away. like some moments that are excellent that you know you're going to want to tune in for, but you can sure. like fade out some of the other stuff. Yeah. It's like, oh, they're talking again. <laughs> <laughs> Move on. Yeah. I mean, this is just like, it's my ideal movie. In so many ways. Like, heist movies are so fun. Yes. They're a lot more fun when the cast of characters is, to use the word for the millionth time, very doofy. Yes. Like, it's shot so warmly, which, like, I feel like most heist movies have this, like, gray-blue thing going on. This is, like... Yeah, it's Vegas, so it's, like, warm and colorful. pizzazz, baby. Yeah. And there's no, like... The stakes are ultimately low somehow. <laughs> yeah. Like, Nobody's ever in danger of anything during no. this movie. Yeah. 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 I just think it's great. I think it's a lot of fun, but I think 
the setup is not very good. What do you mean? Um, I feel like you're supposed to, they didn't, they never do anything to make you not like the casino owner. And I feel like it's trying to draw a lot of enjoyment out of seeing him get his comeuppance, but he never really does anything wrong. So it just feels like kind of mean spirited to me or something. It takes away from them pulling it off. I feel like that all it is is they stole money from a rich guy. Isn't, doesn't, there's like multiple times where they reference the fact that he just like disappears people, right? I don't, I don't know. I guess so. <laughs> Maybe. Yeah, I think he like murders people. Uh, they could probably drive that home a little better. Then. I don't <laughs> yeah. Know. Well, I think like the way you're supposed to get there is the guy who's beat, who's supposed to be beaten up on Clooney. But that, but I, that turns into a joke. That doesn't, I don't see that and think like, ooh, this is an evil casino. That just, just seems like something that would happen in a casino, I guess. In yeah. like movie version of casinos where, you know, they work like that in that way. Maybe they do. Yeah. I've never been to one, so I don't know how casinos work, but. Yeah, I guess like, I think they probably add in the little hints of like, oh, this might be a really bad guy. But at the end of the day, it's like Clooney has to get the girl and that's yeah. what it's about. Yeah. And that just doesn't ring true to me, I guess. It, like, good for him, but it, it seems like there were pl- plenty of problems between Julie Roberts and George Clooney. Yes. I don't think it was like he was saving her or anything, but they kind of frame it that way, so I don't know. Yeah, I think, like, my least favorite part of the movie is when Clooney does the phone call at the end, or, like... How does it work? Where he sets it up essentially so that uh, Julia Roberts sees that yeah. her boyfriend is like willing to trade her over for money. Yeah, um, it's it's so like constructed this moment, and it's so like manipulative and not yeah. rom- like I, what I want from the end of this is like a romantic gesture and they get back together, not not your hey, boyfriend is a jerk. sweetie. Look at your <laughs> yeah, look at your boyfriend. Look what I made him do. Yeah, exactly under duress. Yeah. Right. Uh, but I mean, the heist is so much fun that it doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. It's still a good mm-hmm. movie. And the ending when they're just like standing by the fountains and stuff. like That's good. Yeah, I love it. I'm, it's so joyful. It's so it nice. And there's yeah. not, you know, you don't get like, well, I haven't seen the sequel, so I don't know if we end up there. But you haven't seen the sequel? No, I've barely seen this movie. I think we watched it like <gasps> a decade ago, but I didn't That's remember crazy. any of it. Okay. Uh, I'm so excited. There's no like long tail on this movie. It's just like they do the heist. Things happen that you would expect to happen and that's over. And I like that a lot. Yeah. Yeah. You don't get like George Clooney 12 years later and he's got all his money and then something bad happens. And I was like, well, there's going to be a sequel. There's a little bit of that going on, but just enough. Yeah. And like, I won't get into anything about what the next movie is about, but like all of this is just to have fun heist movies you know what I yeah. Mean? Like, yeah, yeah totally there's no That's grand concept it's just right what if we hung out and made a movie but carly yeah i watched the original yeah which is just that uh yeah i just want to say folks at home do not watch the original oceans 11 because it's terrible i'm really sorry that you had to go through that it's fascinating yeah it's like not movie making it's just Can you like, give me, yeah, like, give me the lowdown. Well, it's this, but the first hour is just, uh, 
it's just like you have your 11 characters or whatever. And it's just a series of scenes where it explains each of their motivations for wanting to do this heist. But it, the, it's just, it's fascinating. I could not describe it. I think in words, just how there is no momentum to it. There is no interest to it. It just feels like people having like nonsense conversations for like 10 minutes at a time, like shot really poorly. Like it just felt like this whole movie was just like a disaster. And then, halfway through they're like and i guess we'll rob a casino and then that's not huh. great either and it's just like whoa, whoa, whoa. it's not this movie at all they're like the heist is okay. not it's not planned or anything they just have like a concept of how to steal money and then they do it and it's like we did it huh. did you watch the whole thing no okay i got like an hour and 15 in of this two-hour okay. movie and i was like well this is not good bless you brother <laughs> One of the most aggressively dubbed movies I've ever seen in my entire life. Oh, no. I really, that sticks in my craw and is something that happens in a good way in a movie we'll uh, talk about later in the show. Uh, mm-hmm. But just seeing people's lips not moving at the right time and everything yeah. sounds like they're all right here and they're just talking directly into oh. microphones when they're like outside somewhere, you know, and it's like, okay, this is really cool. Uh I don't, this might be hearsay, but I think the ending is really bad, I've heard. Um, of the original? Yes. Yes, there's a blackface scene, is my understanding. Yes, yeah. Yes. Which, hmm. <laughs> we don't get that in the, the George Clooney one, but we do get this, like, Chinese acrobat character who mm-hmm. has, like, one line in the whole movie. Yeah. I don't know. It's not good. Like, the, especially, yeah. I feel like the worst part is um, the scene when they're, like, looking to recruit him. And yeah. it's just Pitt and Clooney, like, sitting there, like, laughing about these performers. Yep. It sucks. Yeah. And then he does a flip and they're like, hmm. Yeah. This is pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> Brad Pitt can speak Chinese, apparently, in this canonically. Yes. Yes. Which is cool. I do really like the scene where um, he's trying to get Yen is trying to get out of the door. That is so good. Yes, and they're like, yeah, <laughs> these that is like perfect to... comedy. It's just like the really <laughs> yes. close up of the trigger, and he's like, <laughs> and he's got the batteries in his pocket. That's awesome. <laughs> yes, it's like well, the, this movie is actually funny, which is totally hard to pull off. I think my other like favorite. Um, element to the movie is Steven Soderbergh seems very invested in like making this about celebrity in interesting ways. Okay. Okay. Like the entire beginning scene where it's Pitt training actors to play poker oh. and it's like Topher Grace <laughs> as Topher Grace. <laughs> yeah. Very <laughs> interesting. Like, that in itself is so fascinating. And then it feels like for a couple of these roles, he is so playing with our perception of these actors. Like, I mm-hmm. don't think we're supposed to forget that Brad Pitt is Brad Pitt or Damon is Damon or Julia Roberts is Julia Roberts. Like, right. Totally. They are. He's either playing into ideas about them. I think in the case of Brad Pitt, like there's it's not a coincidence that he's eating all the time. Sure. Um, or he's playing against our ideas of them in cases like Matt Damon. And I think that's really interesting. Yeah. The Matt Damon character is very uh, non-standard in this movie in a really cool yeah. way. Right. 
I like it. I like it too. I just say like, I, yeah, there's problems with the movie. It's not perfect, but I think yeah. it's so enjoyable. I think it's genuinely good and yeah. it's enjoyable. If you cut out Don Cheadle from this movie, it would be better. <laughs> yeah. You don't know what's going on there. He doesn't even do anything at the end. He's yeah. like, and then the lights go out and kill a bunch of people in hospitals. But that's okay because they get away with the money. And yeah. the whole thing with the vault, their own vault is really fun. And Yes. Them going in like SWAT gear is so stupid. I it's don't know. so fun. Oh, my God. I <laughs> they love got like it. the light up visors and everything. It's yes. Cool. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Ocean's 11. We're going to watch Ocean's 12 for next time, right? Yeah. Okay. I'm excited. Haven't seen it. Catherine Zeta Jones is in it. Yes. I I won't say anything about it, but I'm excited. Okay. Uh, okay. Do we do okay. uh, where are we going from here, Cara? You have watched eight zillion movies in the last week because you're <laughs> oh, a monster. God. I don't know. And we're already half an hour into this podcast. So where how do you want to play this one? Um, I, I guess are there any movies you want me to opine on? Because we, yeah, I'm certainly not going to run down. <laughs> uh, well, we have some we both watched that we should talk about. So yes. how about you pick a couple? I don't know. I don't have the list in front of me. So whatever you really want to talk about, Car. Okay. Um, well, let me pull up my letterboxed. <laughs> <laughs> like you don't already have it open on a separate screen. I didn't. I didn't. Oh, new activity um, on my list. Hmm. <laughs> yes, yes. Brad Pitt um, has commented. I guess like a lot of them were, I feel like the weekends I try to do movies that like challenge me or like, you know, what I, like the types you. of movies that you're too tired to watch during the weekdays. Right. Like I, this is my weeknight. I'm not going to, you know, have this chunk of time devoted to this movie. Where and I just th- can't like think that hard. Like, yeah. I just, yeah. Wait, you're supposed to think about movies? Oh. <laughs> okay. Um, okay. I'll do... I'll do white material. Okay. So okay. this is a Claire Denis movie. Okay. Your friend um, and mine. Friend of the podcast. Friend of the podcast, Claire. Um, and the only other movie of hers that I'd seen was High Life, mm. which mm-hmm. loved. Mm-hmm. But she's like a acclaimed French director, um, and she has this like s- set of films. I think it's like maybe three or four uh, that all take place in Africa because she grew up in Africa. I think like for okay. most of her, um, yeah, most of her like childhood, I believe. Um, and White Material is really interesting because it's a movie about. Um, a woman who owns a, uh, like coffee bean plantation in some unnamed country in West Africa. Okay. Um, and the country is experiencing like severe unrest and there's huge like political issues going on. And this, it's a white woman. She is so incredibly absorbed in her own stuff and is so incredibly arrogant about the fact that like she's putting herself, her family and everyone who works for her in danger by remaining in this country and like continuing production. Like it's to the extent where um, French forces are like 
requesting that her family leaves and she refuses because Hmm. these coffee beans need two more weeks of work or whatever before they can be sold um and it's just yeah it's fascinating because like i don't know that we want a bunch of white directors making movies about africa but she seems to be so (laughs) clearly commenting on her own experience being a white person in africa and is so (laughs) ready to like criticize like i don't want to say he's criticizing herself because i can't imagine she would have been this um ridiculous as the main character in this but she's like really willing to examine it yeah um yeah so it's the first one of the set that i've watched and i completely i want to watch more like it was it's fascinating i mean super well made and it's really interesting it's isabel huper if i'm saying that right um as the main actress and it's just like infuriating (laughs) like you're seeing someone so um unwilling to accept reality time and time again and it's just like screwing everything up like Mm -hmm. it's a much more serious queen of earth more huh nothing it's a much more like serious and uh hmm, maybe like toned down version of the same feeling that i get with um uh uncut gems we're okay. like Uncut Gems, you're watching Adam Sandler. It's like, you idiot. Like, you yeah, can't you keep doing? betting on this. Like, yeah. you can't. You're not going to save yourself. You're not going to make it better for your family. <laughs> One more bet, Car. Yeah, One and that's exactly what this feels like, but in a much more grand way. Um, okay. Yeah, and I, it was fascinating. And it didn't feel like... It, this is the exact type of movie I'm talking about, where it's like a French movie dealing with, like, political circumstances. And, like, sometimes you have to... Or at least I have to amp myself up for that. Yeah. And this one didn't feel like a chore, I guess. Okay. This is a newer movie? I think, um, let's see here. It is... 2018, perhaps? 2009. 2018? No. Okay. Yeah. Man, 2009 is such a weird time. Sure. Do you feel... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I just, uh, whenever I think about pre-2010, there's like this giant gulf in time where yeah. I can like put it in my brain when 2010 was, but before that, it all just blends together into awesome movies. Yeah. And it's weird to think about like where I was at in my life yeah. the year this came out. Totally. <laughs> like, yeah. right. This movie was happening, but I was just a little youngster. (laughs) What's the name of this movie? White Material. White Material. Hmm. Yeah. Recommended from Carly. For sure. Okay. You have 17 others to pick from, Carly. Where are you going next? Do you want to do one and then I'll I'll jump back? Okay. I I got two, so we'll go you, me, you, me. How does that sound? I think I have That's more than that, but I don't remember what I watched. Uh, <laughs> I watched The Firm. Mm-hmm. Young Tom Cruise. This is a fascinating movie, Carly, because I feel like the more I talk about it, the less interesting it will sound. Okay. Let me. So let's boil it down as much as possible, right? Tom Cruise as a lawyer. Done. Stop. Great movie. This is a movie you would love, Carly, right? Tom Cruise as a yes, lawyer. Yes, no, that sounds We great. can all agree with that. Yes. And then when you go on from there, it's like, well, maybe this isn't what I wanted. Uh, This is 
shot and written like a made for TV movie, which I had a really hard time dealing with. Okay. Yeah. Uh, it's about Tom Cruise as a lawyer and, uh, he gets, he went to Harvard and then he gets kind of recruited <laughs> by this firm. Um, and then it turns out you can never leave the firm, man. <laughs> it's so stupid. Cause it's like, what was that Matt Damon movie where it's like the government was like, or there was like a secret government that was controlling everything. Oh, the bureau um, or something. Adjustment Bureau. Adjustment Bureau. Yes. I yeah. kind of wanted some of that, I guess, or something. Okay. Just something interesting. But then halfway through the firm, Ed Harris, <laughs> the cast is so good. It's Ed Harris, Gene Hackman, Tom Cruise, the lady you said, Hooper or something. Oh, um, uh, Holly Hunter. Holly Hunter. Uh, just a great cast. Uh, Wilford Brimley, of course, is in this. Um, <laughs> it turns out like halfway through, Ed Harris is an FBI agent and he's like, actually, they work with the mob. And that's like the whole thing as they work with the mob. And that's like the least interesting way this could have gone for me, where it's yeah. like, actually, they're not a good group of people. And that's why they, you know, tapped your phone and such and such. Because in the first, like, little inklings of what's going on, it's kind of interesting because they're like, yeah, they encourage people to have families. And it's like they're, like, probing into everyone's lives. But then it's just because the FBI is after them for money or something. That's stupid. That's boring. Yeah, I know. It sucks. Yeah, it's not. I tried. Huh. Uh, I sat down and I watched, like, 45 minutes. And I was like, this sucks. I'm not going to watch this again. And then I came back and I watched another, like, half hour. And I was like... <laughs> Ugh. And then I sat down one more time and I still could not make it all the way through this movie because it's just not. Really? Yeah, it's just really not a great film. Like, Cruz's charisma is not even enough so to keep So good, in. though. You get a great scene of Tom Cruise doing Tom Cruise running where he's, like, really pumping his arms oh, God, really that's fast. The best. And he's got, like, the, you know, suspenders. Like, he's a really, like, early yes. 90s rich lawyer, but he's, like, running. Tom Cruise running. <laughs> that's awesome. That's really good. <laughs> it is really good. It's also one of the only parts I remember. Um, just as an example, and then I'll stop talking about the firm of the ways in which this movie is bad. Uh, Tom Cruise goes with Gene Hackman to the Cayman Islands, I believe, um, to do some lawyery thing. <laughs> um, stick with me here. And okay. <laughs> he's at like uh, Gene Hackman's great in this movie, by the way. Gene Hackman's sure. awesome. Uh, as an actor, maybe not as a person. I don't know. Um, and Tom Cruise is at this party with him, just like a beach party at night. You know, you can picture this in your brain. And there's mm -hmm. like a, an attractive lady and she's like hitting on him. And then he's like, no, no, I'm married. Right. Okay. <laughs> and he leaves and she's like, you don't know what you're missing. And it's obvious that she's like a plant from the firm to try to, <laughs> you know, cause yeah, yeah. this marriage to go bad or something. And then he's walking along the beach and he sees like a woman being assaulted and he oh, runs over no. and he's like, are you OK? And then they have sex on the beach. So it's like, what? oh, no, it's like they give Tom Cruise morals. And then the very next scene, they're like, well, oops, never mind. He is adulterous, I guess. It's just it depends on the woman. I guess he's into brunettes. I don't know. It's really stupid. Yeah, that sounds like like everything you're describing sounds like such an artifact of that era. <laughs> totally. Because, like, I yeah. don't think movies like that exist. Like, I I, that, I don't know that a movie like that gets made in general. Like, just something that's so... Yeah. There's not much going on. Right. Two and a half yeah. hours long movie. 
Yeah, and like, do you get all those movie stars? Probably not. Right. And it just sounds like the exact type of plot that was selling a lot whenever that movie was. Yeah, it's just like airport book made into a movie (laughs) because it's the early 90s. Yeah, it's that. Don't watch The Firm is my advice to you. Maybe I'll YouTube that clip of Tom Cruise running, though. Oh, it's so good. Yeah. Because he like, I think he he turns the stereo up really loud so they can't hear him because the the house has, you know, they're listening in. And then he whispers in her ear. And I think he's telling her that he cheated on her. And then she runs out of the house sobbing. And he's like, wait. And he's like. (laughs) Oh, no. (laughs) He catches up to her. (laughs) It'd be funny if he didn't catch up to her. <laughs> so that's she that also runs like Tom Cruise. <laughs> they all do. <laughs> There's a marathon of people running like Tom Cruise. Oh, God. Oh God. That's some cruise runnings. Mm, no. Mm. Okay. okay. Can I ask, why did you watch this? Uh, I thought it sounded interesting and it was on Netflix. So I was like, okay, sure. Okay. Yeah. But no. Yeah. Not so. Yeah. Young Tom Cruise, hard to argue with. Most of the time. Yeah, that's the thing is like, I totally get like, if I'm scrolling through Netflix and I see a young Tom Cruise in a movie. Yeah, as a lawyer and there's like yeah. intrigue going on. I'm like, OK, this sounds like a pretty good time. Yeah. And it's just the firm is one of those that's like I've heard people reference offhand. Yeah. You know, it, like yeah. it just exists in the cultural consciousness. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Oh, well, Car, what are you rolling with now? Okay. Um, yeah, I feel like I watched a lot of bummers. Mm. Uh, Not in a qualitative I'm, sense, in a mood and tone sense. Yeah, I'm looking at. Ugh, yeah, there's a lot of like really sad stuff here. <laughs> Let's talk about host. Host is less of a bummer. Okay, Stephanie Myers. Um, there's aliens and they go <laughs> yes. into your brain. <laughs> No, I'm sorry. No, it's a Korean movie. It's about this like monster that okay, lives in the... Okay, brother, okay. you're very silly. <laughs> what is Host Guy? <laughs> it is the Zoom movie that was put on Shudder. Um, so it's... <laughs> one more buzzword, please. <laughs> yeah. So it's it's one of the only quarantine movies to be made. Um, sure. So far. Or at least that have been released. Yes, that's correct. Um, and it exists in the world of quarantine, like the characters offhand reference things to do with COVID and like uh, there's masks and stuff. Hmm. Um, but the gist of it is, is it's, uh, five, six, something like that. Uh, friends get on a zoom call. Also interesting. It is zoom. Like it is very specifically branded as zoom, which is curious about that. Yeah. The background Um, info on that. Artistic <laughs> yeah. decision. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's totally Moves. correct. Like, it should be Zoom. It would be insane if it was like Skype because no one's using Skype. Um, I would just expect them to make up some stupid like wish or swish. Right. But or this something. is so much better. Like, I'm yeah. I'm glad it's Zoom. Because um, then you think it's real, this scary thing that's happening. I mean, like, yeah. I, okay. So I'll get into that. Be- <laughs> okay. I really liked it as the outcome yeah. here. Yeah. Um, but it's. Yeah, these, like, group of friends, probably mid-20s, during the quarantine, getting on a Zoom call with a woman who, I I don't know the right word, but she helps them conduct a seance. And they go into it in the same way that, like, I think people our age view those types of things where it's like, oh, this will be kind of fun and we'll see if something weird happens. And, like, some of the characters don't take it very seriously and... (laughs) 
all right. of that. Um, and yeah, <laughs> obviously movie. the seance goes very, very wrong. Um, okay. And it was very, very scary. I thought the acting was really, really, really good. Okay. And it's 56 minutes long. That's this a plus? Is like, yes, it's a huge plus. Yeah. I, I, this is perfect. Like, this is yeah. what I want. Yeah. I just want this. Like, I why, make more of not exactly this, but like this idea. Like, we're in an era where we don't need everything to be two hours, especially probably like silly horror movies. Right. We're set up to make exactly this type of movie, and they executed it so well. Hmm. And it's really fun, number one, because, like, I think this succeeds um, in the same way that I think Unfriended, which is kind of the other, like, uh, all-on-the-computer horror series, succeeds, where it's people, like, our age who know how to use computers, Okay. So you avoid a lot of the, like, people not just, like, knowing how to <laughs> exist online, which is, like, yeah. something that I feel like most movies get wrong. Okay. Um, And then the other really awesome thing is I feel like there's a lot of cool practical effects going okay. on okay. that were probably necessitated by <laughs> all the of the circumstances. Budget. Yes, sure. the $5 budget. Like, you see, like... This does totally not do the thing of, like, don't show the monster. They show the monster multiple mm. times. How's that go? But it's it's awesome <laughs> okay. because it's just someone in some creepy, creepy makeup. <laughs> and it's, like, perfect. Like, I don't want, okay. like, the CGI version of this. I want, no, like, yeah. the some dude who they yeah. hired yeah. put on this creepy stuff and jumps out. Like, perfect. Yeah. That's awesome. Huh. Um, <laughs> okay. Yeah, I'm, I don't know, I'm jazzed about it. Like, I like this is great, and like everyone, you can get Shutter with a free trial, oh, so you can just watch. Well, it's awesome. Like, this is also like the type of thing of I want that. Um, what's the word for it? Like, we're Paola? monoculture sort of thing. Oh, like everyone can access this. Tons of people are watching it. Everyone's jazzed about it. And it like magically involves quarantine in a way that doesn't feel like a huge bummer. Like, uh, yeah. I, Can I cut I, in here, Car? I had a great time. Yeah. What are we doing where I wanted to watch Nashville and would have had to go subscribe to Fandango now to watch it? Why can't no, you I just... don't have to subscribe to Fandango now. I have to go to their you website just... and sign up for it. Well, yeah, in the same way you have to Why? sign up for anything. Because you have to put in your payment information. But I, I've rented movies without doing that. Why is it not just a huh? big pool of movies and I just pay someone? Well, that's exactly what it is. I'm paying someone else. Yes, because, I mean, like, Fandango has almost every single movie. Well, the, So, like, the... once you have Fandango, that is your pool. It's just, like... You got to get the pool first. Uh, I don't think that needs to be. I think because I go on the Microsoft store on my Xbox and I say, I want to watch Blair Witch. And then I type in Blair okay. Witch on my controller and I can watch Blair Witch if I pay them a monetary fee. And then I go on there. And I'm like, I want to watch Nashville. And I type in Nashville and nothing comes up. It's because it's over in Fandango's little 
pool. And then I was like, okay, fine. So then I download the Fandango app and then I try to, I search for Nashville and it's like, oh, you can watch Nashville, bud. And then I hit, okay, I want to rent this. And then it says, okay, go to your computer and type in this link code and then sign up for Fandango. And I'm like, I'm not doing Mm -hmm. that. Why would (laughs) I do that? Why is it not just on the store? Because they have a larger library than Microsoft. Well, I don't. If your business model is just we have other movies for rent and all it is is us serving you, you know, a movie stream, I don't understand. What is the value to me? I don't understand your perspective. Like, I get the perspective of like the ideal world is that I can just buy a movie from the one place unnamed giant. Yes. Uh, Amazon. The closest we get to that, I think, is Fandango. No, because I've never used Fandango before. And I've watched a right, lot of movies. Right, because Microsoft probably happened to have what you were looking for, but they, mm-hmm. yeah, it sounds like they have a smaller library. Well, they just don't have Nashville. Well, they don't have Personal Shopper either, I'm guessing. I don't think Fandango has it, do they? Well, it's not a Yeah, I think this. they do. I Fandango has like 99% of movies I've looked for. I'm saying it's 2020, and if I need to download an app and then go to another website and sign up for a service so that I can pay them money to watch a $4 HD stream of Nashville, then they are enabling piracy <laughs> with their business <laughs> okay. model. That sucks. And it's not like you go on Spotify and it's like, oh, Britney Spears. Oh, wait. Okay, I just download this other app, and then I can go over here and give them my credit card information, <laughs> even though it's already in Spotify, and then I can listen to Britney Spears if I want. It's like the problem is that there isn't, I think, a spot. Like, uh, again, I think if we had to get closer, I, yeah, like it sounds like maybe Microsoft is like the title, and then the closest Spotify we have (laughs) is Fandango. I I like that title poll. That's, I mean, yeah, it's like the service that doesn't have anything on it, and then there's like the service that's title. No, Microsoft. But Oh, well, two, we've had two misses so far. This podcast is sponsored by Fandango now. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> um, or Voodoo. I guess Voodoo is also good, but I use Fandango. Voodoo, Jesus. Uh, my basic point here is just I have an Xbox and I want to watch a movie on it. I should be able to just type in the name of the movie and give them money from me and then watch you that can, movie. once you get to Fandango. Oh, my God. I don't want to do that, though. I think you might have. Moving on. Okay. Host. (laughs) Yeah, it was really fun. I don't know. Can I ask you some questions? Of course. I'm curious about this format. What is the audio quality like on people talking? Is it like they're using professional microphones or is it like bad Zoom audio? Uh, Probably professional microphones, but they do the like skipping over each other and stuff okay do you, i don't know that my ear is discerning enough to gather that but i'm guessing yeah. i'm i'm i don't i'm positive they didn't actually film it over zoom i guess oh that's totally the, yeah. yeah just email me your footage and i'll compile <laughs> yes. it yeah um <laughs> do they do like people's wi-fi cutting out in weird ways type of stuff at all um Yes. Yeah. 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 That's okay. actually ends up being one of the big plot lines is okay. someone's Wi-Fi gets cut out. Ooh. Yeah. 
Because yeah. of the monster. Because of the monster. <laughs> is One there... of my favorite gimmicks yes. in it is um, someone, so they like play around with the face filters and stuff. Okay, and then it ask, comes yeah. up again. Yeah. But the best is um, someone uses a loop of them as the background. Okay. Like, a, they're just, like, walking around their room. And eventually, like, yeah, that comes back where the it looks like the person is just, like, walking around their room doing stuff. Okay, but they're not there. Right. It's Whoa. so good. Okay, that sounds pretty good, Car. Yeah, I can't recommend it enough. It's so fun. Like, okay. I, I'm not going to say it's, like, the best movie of 2020, but it's pretty right. great. All right, Scoob. Um, okay. Do you see this becoming a franchise like every successful horror movie becomes a franchise? I imagine. Yeah. They'll have to make a host, too. I can't yeah. imagine they won't. Yeah. That's fine. I don't care. Like, I I'd rather so. host two exist instead of Conjuring 90. There's something about the idea of horror things happening over Zoom repeatedly in like a sequential format that seems really weird to me, but. I mean, they did unfriended too. We got to uninstall Zoom. It keeps happening. <laughs> <laughs> Demons. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. Sure. Host. Yeah, it was good. The best movie of 2020 so far, Carly? No, but one of the more enjoyable ones. Okay. That's the same thing in my brain. Um, <laughs> okay. <clears throat> uh, we really got to talk about uh, the movie you told me to watch, but... Um, I watched McLaren, which is a documentary about an F1 driver. Yeah, I saw that. You're on a roll here. I'm on a roll. Uh, it was fine. Okay. He was a more interesting person than the movie was interesting. That feels like a failure then, right? Well, it taught me about this interesting person, but uh, okay. I, I kind of lost interest in the movie because it, it just follows that same format every single time. And I know that's yeah. just how these people's lives kind of are. But it's just like he was he was on the up and up and then he was really good and then he died. And it's like, OK, I see where this is going. I understand. Yeah. But uh, I mean, I'm not going <laughs> to sit here and talk about it for an hour, but he was just a New Zealand. He was a Kiwi uh, and he got into racing and then he built his own team, basically. And uh, hmm. which is really interesting because that very rarely happens in the sport. The, they had a historian talking about him and he said, this is the only, only the second time ever that someone won a, a race or the championship with his name on the car, which is pretty awesome. Really? Uh, and it was really cool because they got all his crew from like back in the sixties to talk for the movie. So it's just Aww. all these old guys who knew him, who used to work in the garage with him building cars. And it was really sweet. Because it's cool. just like, you know, it's just a bunch of like old British and New Zealand guys talking about how cool Bruce McLaren was. So is the reason why there's a documentary about him because he did build his own team and everything? Like, what's the. Yeah. Yeah. He, he was a great driver. And also he made the successful team, which is still around today. Like the McLaren okay. is a team right now in F1 still. Got it. OK, awesome. that makes sense. Yeah. yeah. And they're like a good team. And I mean, it's like this whole, they make all kinds of, like he drove in the 24 hours of Le Mans race and all that stuff. It wasn't just F1. He was in all kinds of motorsports. So um, maybe the most interesting thing was just seeing what New Zealand was like in the 60s and this like car culture that existed there and all that stuff. You don't see that hmm. a lot or I don't. It was really interesting. I so. certainly don't. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and they do. Uh, How did this compare? 
compare to your previous one, Senna? Senna was better, I think. Okay. It had a, it was more uh, consistently interesting. I think the drama was more interesting. This was just kind of like this portrait of this man who was very smart and very good at racing and a very good person, it seemed like, and just kind of his Aww. life. So it was a, it was a more standard documentary, I thought, but. Well, and maybe that's not like the fault of the creators. Oh, yeah. It sounds like they're just different stories. Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. it's good to see that little window into that time period in his life and all that. But uh, Senna, I would maybe recommend to someone just because it's like a well-made movie. This was just kind of interesting because of the because I'm interested in the subject. So sure. Yeah. But Carly, let's talk about Sorry to Bother You. Uh-huh. Hmm. <laughs> I love that I don't rate movies on Letterboxd because I don't want yeah, you to know. I know. What I think. Yeah. What did you well, think of Sorry plot. to Bother You, Carl? Okay. Yeah, well, I guess I can. I love Sorry to Bother You a lot. Okay. This is like my fourth time seeing it, I think. Oof. Um, and I first saw it when it came out in theaters... And I had no idea going in. Like, I, it's really interesting because I went back after I watched it this time and watched the trailer because I'm pretty confident I'd seen the trailer before um, before I went to see it in the theater. And great trailer. They give nothing away. Yeah. Like, yeah. they do a really good job of just being like, this is a comedy. It's quirky. About a guy who has a crappy job. Sure. Um, and maybe it's like a little weird, but sure. it's... It's that. But yeah. obviously the movie, it's like, there's a lot going on. There is it. a lot going on. And I, yeah, I just, I was astounded the first time I saw it. Yeah. I think like there's a lot going on, but it's like grounded by some really great performances. I think mostly, of course, Lakeith Stanfield. But most of all, I'm, I was so excited and I get so excited each time that it feels like this director, Boots Riley, was allowed to just make exactly what he wanted to make. Sure. Um, and I, the movie in general is like a very anti-capitalist uh, <laughs> story from the yeah. perspective of a guy who works at a call center and gets like promoted while his... Power caller. Right. While his coworkers are um, striking against the company. So he's like a traitor to um, those trying to create a union. Um, right. And there's like, I don't know, a million other little things going on. Um, but it feels like there's so many movies that like go 10% as far as this. Yeah. And we're just supposed to accept that. And like, it's always like, oh, cool. They made a movie about how rich people are bad. But like <laughs> someone actually did the thing. You know what I yeah. mean? Like someone actually went all the way and said, like, capitalism is so, so, so bad. Let me show you why through this crazy story. And they didn't pull back. Like it just, it feels so unique and special. Word. Word. Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, so what movies are coming me, out, Car? No, come on. Uh, I, I didn't care for it too, too much, uh, yeah. this movie. Um, 
drinking game, every time I say a movie falls apart during the last third, okay. drink a <laughs> gallon of bleach. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the, the good things are really good in this movie. What are the good things? Just like the creativity of it, just the way things are shot, the concept, like his car, you know, just like all these little details that are just perfect the way it all plays out. Uh, Like the the whole white voice thing is so good and they just they never let it go. They just keep coming back to it. And and I don't want to talk about what happens necessarily because I think it's worth seeing for yourself. Um, Yeah. But like when he goes to the, what is it, Army Hammer? Yeah, which a perfect casting, come on. Yeah. But just like all of the, everything that happens there is just incredible. Uh, But then you have all these like interpersonal relationships and this broader story that's going on. And I feel like they kind of establish all this stuff and then they just kind of introduce what's actually happening and then let everything just kind of like fly in the wind for the last half an hour and then the movie doesn't end really yeah like i don't think it made a great statement about anything it made it made like weird tim and eric sketch like absurdist look at capitalism stuff but i don't think it hit really it didn't really change my mind about anything or influence my way of thinking about capitalism. It was just like, look at this like idiocracy, Mike judge version of, you know, people working at Apple headquarters or something. And it's just like, I I don't know. I I don't think the absurdist stuff. I disagree that I don't think it like said anything. I think it said a lot. Like if, it's tough because, like, it's not as if I went into this movie thinking capitalism was good. Like, if I <laughs> went into it disagreeing with what the a, basic premise. Station, yeah. Yeah, then I don't know what that would mean. Like, right. I, yeah, I, I'm not sure I, I don't know that, I don't know what it looks like from the perspective of someone who doesn't agree with its politics um, and could possibly be moved by it. Um, but I think it, interrogates the different ways that like we serve capitalism and then like capitalism destroys us. Like I think the plot line with Tessa Thompson is really interesting and like what her art looks like and what it ultimately means. And like, it, it doesn't let anyone off the hook. And like, even I think the character who's supposed to be our sort of, like grounded source of good Stephen Young is not that grounded source of good either. Like the, yeah. everyone's kind of under fire and it's also like going into the perspective of, I think like he's the perspective of like Stanfield's character is really unique and interesting because if it wasn't told through his perspective, like he's a scab and that's really like, no one wants to see that movie, but you're looking at a guy who has everything to lose and has been like seemingly kind of shut down his whole life. And how tempting would it be to suddenly have access to everything? And like, 
yeah. suddenly celebrated. Um, and I think like, yeah, I mean, the statement overall is like capitalism's a monster and white people are monsters. And I, I'm excited to see the version of that, that like says it this loudly. Like there, again, there's so many movies that say it with a whisper and this is just like screaming that at yeah. us. And I, I, I'm so signed up for everything Boots Rally makes after this. Oh, totally. Yeah. But I don't. It's like they were setting it up to really drive all the points home. And then they never do. They just never. There's no moment where like there's a climax of this film, but it's like terrible. I thought like the last 10 minutes, like they don't do anything with the concepts they've laid out. And it doesn't go anywhere. And it just felt me. It, it just felt like I don't know what I just watched at the end. Yeah. And I like, at least for me, I think. Because I think that the movie gets criticized a lot. And I think fairly in the way that you're describing where I like, I love this movie through and through, but it does drop off like it. I forget how long that last chunk is. Um, because everything leading up to it feels so electric. And then you spend a really good chunk of time once you learn like the terrible truth of what's going on. (laughs) And it, Uh, yeah, yeah. a lot of stuff happens that just doesn't, it doesn't feel, um, like the rest of the movie, I guess. But I don't think that's because the ending is so, strange like i think there's a way to use the concept and the truth that they lay out that works better yeah yeah i think there's a way to have his character arc kind of wrap up where it doesn't feel like he just switches back to good at the end of the movie for no reason switch oh okay i see yeah he's like kind of a jerk and sad and then movie happens and then at the end he's back with his girlfriend and the buoy's over. I don't know. It just didn't. Yeah. There was like no through line at the end in any way. And it left it. I don't know. I like the first half a lot of this movie. Yeah. <laughs> no, the know. first like. Uh, yeah, it's. But there's again, I think there's an interesting way to get there. And maybe the movie doesn't quite get there because it's it's the concept of like, what terrible thing do you need to see in order to be against the system? You know what I mean? Like he's seeing these commercials for like a slave labor company and he's working essentially for that company. And like, that's not bad enough. And then he sees the thing that makes him change his mind. And like that as a concept, I think is interesting because that's like what we're faced with every single day constantly yeah uh, yeah again i yeah like as a movie it feels like it does fall apart a little bit at the end as a series of things that happen this movie is kind of incredible i think yeah i'm i just get so excited about it each time i watch <laughs> yeah. it like and they're, I mean, yeah, they're tackling some stuff, but there are so many like funny, ridiculous moments. Yeah, I love that the, are just, her putting the keypad number. Yes, in. <laughs> that made me laugh. 
I was. Like, I love that was a brilliant surprise too because I really like that comedian. Yeah. And I had no idea she was going to be in the movie, and I love her <laughs> also in the scene when he gets promoted to power caller. Yeah. And they pop the champagne, and we don't have any glasses. <laughs> it's just like <laughs> debouchee. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. It. It feels like they really nailed making fun of like types of people that I've seen in my life in a really great way. Yeah. Yeah. But then there's like the whole thing where he gets hit with a soda can and then they just like reference that eight zillion times, but it doesn't feel like it goes anywhere. Yeah. It feels like it's leading up to the final scene that I think we're discussing maybe doesn't work as well. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Like it's an I like the twist where the lady who threw the soda can gets like a promotional deal. Yeah. And then they have a whole campaign around it. I think that's cute, but it doesn't yeah. yeah. I don't know. Yeah. The casting in this movie is fantastic. It's perfect. It's through like, and I, through. Yeah. It's every single And that's the other cool thing, I guess, is like it's cool that number one Boots Riley got the money that he clearly needed to make this because I can't imagine this was a cheap project with the cast that he got and that all of these people were into it. Like specifically, I think Army Hammer, he comes from a very, very wealthy family. Sure. um, And I imagine is generationally wealthy. And like, I mean, that's a whole complex thing because then he's in this movie that's like... (laughs) Like, what is he actually doing? If yeah, he's, he's terrible. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. I don't, yeah, yeah, it's, it's interesting. He loves Coke. <laughs> yes. The, like, spiral of Coke is yeah. so funny. Oh, my God. His little gun he's always got. <laughs> yes. It's insane. It's so manic. It is. It is. Yeah. The, him asking him to rap and where that all goes is fantastic. Ooh. One of the most, like, outrageous like so so outrageous and upsetting but like ridiculous yeah. and funny at the same time yeah. like yep. oh my god it's yep. perfect yeah some of the stuff i think really works really really well but overall i just don't think it hangs together so yeah but i've reiterated that many times yeah carly recommends sorry to bother you i do i want another movie from boots riley so bad like sorry I, to bother you and it's a two <laughs> very also, we should say, or I want to say, go Tessa Thompson. She's so good. I will I love say. all of her earrings. It's yep. great. Her constantly shifting earrings are really good. Yes. Yeah. Yes. The and, oh, Yes. One other small detail. I love, love, love the picture of his dad that's always changing. Yes, that's fantastic. It's so good. Thumbs down. Yes. Disappointed yes. in you. Yes. It's so good. <sighs> I love the scene where they're upgrading their lifestyle. Yeah. That's so cool. It's so cool. And like that was another one of those moments of like, I feel slightly interrogated in that, like that apartment to me, like that does equal success to me. Like if I had an apartment like that, I'd be like, yes, I'm good now. And Yeah. yeah, it's, it's interesting. Good is good. Yeah. Well, car. Mm hmm. What movies are coming out that I can look forward to, such as Sorry to Bother You? Honestly, like, nothing. It's okay, just... Inception's coming back out, Car. Yeah, re-release. Uh, that's Because there's no other way to watch Inception right now, so thank God they're bringing <laughs> yes. it back to theaters. <laughs> yes. 
I mean, honestly, like this list is miserable. Um, a gorilla named Ivan tries like to piece together his past with the help of an elephant. Yeah, that is so. The one and only Ivan, I feel like, is supposed to be or was like leading up to be one of the bigger like kids movies of the year. So hmm. I'm sure a lot of people will watch it, specifically kids. I'm really um, curious because it's coming to Disney Plus, but it's not a Disney movie that I'm aware of. Or is it? Eh. This is not a animated film at all. This is Brian Cranston and a gorilla that I'm looking at. Yeah. Uh-oh. It's got like a really crazy cast behind it. I think it like seems like it was probably really expensive. And again, I think it will be successful in that a lot of people will see it. It's uh, the book was written by K.A. Applegate, author of the Animorphs series. So look forward to oh, that. The no. one and only Ivan. <laughs> I want to see Brian Cranston somewhere between himself and like a salamander. Ooh, yeah. That mid middle or like yeah. two before, like a little past <laughs> yes. middle where he's kind of like. <laughs> I'm with you. Yeah, that'd be great. Okay. Um, Honestly, like maybe the only other. Okay, I'll touch on like maybe two more. That sounds possibly interesting. Um, I need a okay. dramatic reading when you do, please. Okay. A soldier and his team battle hordes of post-apocalyptic zombies in the wastelands of the Korean peninsula. Is peninsula being released limited? Yikes. <laughs> I, I think it sounds kind of fun. I'd watch zombies? It. I like zombies. Oh, we've done zombies, Car. We've, we've done, done so everything. many zombies. I don't mind them. Okay. <laughs> what else you got? What else sounds interesting? Um, Tesla, which I was really hopeful was going to be a documentary about Tesla because I would love that. Mm. Um, as in the company. Mm. Oh. <sighs> okay. Um, it's not. Oh. It's the other Tesla. Who would you... Uh, if you were making a movie about Tesla, who would you have play Elon Musk? Oh, who would you have play Grimes? <laughs> Grimes would be like, um, what's my Riley Keough or whatever. Okay. Um, and then huh, I don't know. I'm just trying to think of someone who would think is like deplorable. Uh, freaking um, Kevin Spacey. Oh God! Get him no. in here. <laughs> De-age him. CGI Kevin Spacey talking to Grimes. Uh, I'm trying to think of who looks like Elon Musk. I put my car in the rocket, babe. God, you. Uh, I really do. I want like a documentary that really digs into like the apartheid money and everything. <laughs> um, I don't know. Brought like to you by sound. Amazon. <laughs> yeah, now on Amazon yes. Prime. <laughs> okay Um, but no this is tesla (laughs) about the inventor tesla boring by ethan hawk he doesn't even vape car who cares next (laughs) (laughs) um there's one on here that sounds like i might like it and maybe i'll watch it at some point the august virgin which is Eva decides to stay in Madrid over the summer when all the other locals leave. What are we doing, Car? What are, what, what are these movies? That one what just you sounds me like a today? nice movie. <laughs> I demand a tribute and you bring me the August Virgin and Tesla starring Ethan Hawke. Yeah. 
I'm supposed to go out to movie theaters and risk my life to watch Ethan Hawke play Tesla. No, but one note on that. So I was looking into what, like, if I can get my butt to a drive-in theater. (laughs) Not Um, owning a car. Sure. So expensive. Yeah. I had no, I thought like 15 bucks or something, Mm. like $55 for a car. That's like two Mulan's car. (laughs) It's two Mulan's. I was just like, there is, I get it. Like it it must be expensive to run. I don't know. But I thought like, oh, I could really use like a communal movie experience right about now. Nope. Sure. Nope. I think uh, Fandango rents cars. Okay, very good, brother. Okay. <laughs> no, I don't mean to rent the car. I mean the movie ticket. I know. Okay. You would have to rent a car, though, right? Or not? No, I would get a friend who has a car, too. Huh, that kind of defeats the purpose of it. Okay, well, whatever. That's Sure, yeah. Well, windows down. I don't know. <laughs> okay. They just had to put windows in movie theaters and everything would be fine. Oh god! <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. Unhinged on the is also supposed to be released on the twenty first. Uh, we've talked about Unhinged again and again and again. I don't know. It sounds like maybe it's being released. <laughs> is it coming out, dude? Uh, it sounds like it's coming out. Okay, let's go see it, dude. <laughs> Windows <laughs> down, baby. <laughs> no. It's gonna be fun. Car, what movie okay. am I watching for next week? Besides Ocean's oh, 12. Oh, this is the tough part, huh? <laughs> <laughs> How about not Nashville? How about not something exclusive to Fandango now? I We're going to keep running into this. Like most... There is not a high likelihood that this doesn't happen like every other time, I feel. What? Um, movies not being on Microsoft. Because I can't give them my money. Is that what you're saying? I, I'll go to Hulu. I'll go to freaking Amazon. Yeah, those don't have stuff on them. And what are we doing? Why do they exist? Um, Because they have <laughs> okay. some stuff. What movie am I watching, Kai? How do you feel about We Need to Talk About Kevin? <laughs> Real good. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what that is. Um, it's directed by Lynn Ramsey Mm -hmm. and the description that, uh, Letterboxd gives me is after her son, Kevin commits a horrific act, troubled mother Eva reflects on her complicated relationship with her disturbed son as he grew from a toddler into a teenager. Jesus Christ car. (laughs) Sorry. Or we can do, um, Schindler's uh, list director's (laughs) cut. What is wrong with you? I don't know. Or I think Tucker can... needs to be sad more. Hmm. <laughs> Let me peruse my library. I'll fire up uh, Fandango. Um, we could do. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I panic. Girls trip. I thought that would be an interesting. <laughs> is one. that like boys Tate? No, <laughs> I tried to watch boys Tate though. I was going to watch it last night and good luck. You're complaining about the Fandango thing. Let me tell you, Apple Plus is its own terrible. I need to have an Apple ID. Are you Uh kidding me? Uh Uh Oh, my God. Greyhound. 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 Oh, God. What is this one? Girls Tate? Girls Trip. It's like the comedy that came out a couple years ago with uh, Regina Hall, Tiffany Haddish, etc. You just have this, like, name generator that you 
dive into whenever you need to, don't you? <laughs> um, hmm. Is that Julia Roberts? I don't know, man. Who? Who? <laughs> I'm really surprised that you did not pick Robert Pattinson for any of the roles in Ocean's Eleven. I don't think I even thought about him. He'd be hmm. a good Rusty. He would. Oops. Oops. <laughs> oops. Oops. <laughs> well, Cara, I'll watch Girls Tate and... Okay. And <laughs> what do you think about Kevin? And then we'll... <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> we'll talk about those two great films, as well as the Ocean's movie no one likes. Um, the exciting... No, what are you Everybody hates 12. That was my understanding. Are you serious? Yeah. Everyone's wrong. I thought it was one everybody loves and then nobody likes two and then people are okay with three. The people who don't like two need to get a little kick in the behind. Well, we know where Carly's coming from. He dances (laughs) over the lasers. Yes, exactly. (laughs) That's wonderful. We'll talk about that next time, Car. Don't worry. Okay. But thanks for doing Pillows on the Windows with me. Tucker. Hot. What? Nothing. Okay. Okay. Any meme structures you want to run through, Carl? No. While we're here? No, everyone likes to make fun. Okay. Let me drink grossly from my water bottle. Oh, I'll take a sip of LaCroix as well. Mm. Okay. That's done. <laughs>